and that's a huge part, right? The children that accept God as their Lord and Savior don't receive a different version of the gospel. They don't receive a different version of salvation. And we see so many incredible things working through uh, these children's lives. And that's what we're trying to, to get to. Welcome to the Stream Roots Podcast, where you'll learn how God's unchanging truth can be applied in our ever-changing world. Through conversations with pastors and ministry leaders, you'll be encouraged, equipped, and challenged in your walk with Christ. Stream Roots is designed for pastors and leaders in the church, but is helpful for all people. And now your host, Pastor Mark Pospisil. So glad to have you join us for this episode on the importance of getting children's ministry right. With me is my friend and producer of Stream Roots, the John Blosser. John, how's it going? It's going, buddy. Nice to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you too. You got some big news over there? Uh, yeah. What's that? I'm not telling anyone. What? Come on, dude. <laughs> Come Are you going to out me like that? I have to. All right. Baby number four is coming very soon. Not mm. soon, actually, like May. Uh, praise God. Praise God, indeed. We were we were joking around with the uh, with the costy with the costy episode about getting transits. So I'm fully invested in getting a transit now. Transit van. There you go. Transit van. Welcome to the team. Soon enough, we have four kids. So praise God. Today, we have a special guest for this episode, Pastor Trevor Geyser. Trevor has been in children's ministry and he's been a children's pastor for many years and comes with a litany of experience. And we also get to work together. So Trevor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and ministry? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I've been a children's pastor actually only seven years now. So uh, I had a little bit of different route to children's ministry. So I started working in uh, in the corporate world for an insurance company and doing uh, different things there for an extended period of time. And uh, yeah, just uh, through fate, working with you, Pastor Mark, and uh, yeah, just had an opportunity to uh, move into a children's pastor role. Not so sure that I was equipped and qualified. And uh, yeah, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, to uh, work with the Lakes Church that entire time. And yeah, it was a great time. I have uh, my wife, uh, Elizabeth, and I have been married 22 years this year. Uh, and we've got two sophomores this year. I have a sophomore in college, my daughter Paige, out in Wisconsin. And my son is a sophomore at West Bloomfield High School here in Michigan. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. But you were a key volunteer for many, many years before you moved in that role. And and really, technically, we're never fully equipped and ready to go for ministry. So, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and you've been doing it. I think for a long time. You're doing a great job. So here we're here to talk about that. And so I'm going to jump into our discussion. Let's uh, see what God's word to say from Luke, chapter 18. This is what Jesus says in Luke 18. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them, and when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, "Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them." For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Children are a big deal to the Lord. Jesus highly values children and has called us to make disciples of all nations and also all generations. He wants us to make sure that we do not hinder them from coming to him. Many people who are disciples of Christ today is because the gospel was planted in their heart at a young age. According to a recent Barna study, an overwhelming amount of adults who are followers of Jesus today made that decision as a child. The Lord also wants us to protect children. There are processes that we need to have in place to watch over and guard our children. For Jesus himself says in Matthew 18, verse 5 and 6, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, 
But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Today we're talking about what it looks like to have a successful uh, biblical children's ministry and why it's essential and takes the whole church. We're going to look at what that means, what that looks like, and this is why we invited Trevor to join us. So Trevor, why is children's ministry so important for the local church? Well, I think you hit on it a little bit in your opening right there, is it is critically important to pass along the truth of the gospel and our faith to the next generation, and that starts with children. Uh, like your your research shows, it's been shown time and time again that when children are brought up in a in a household that believes the Word of God, that spends time in the Word of God, that spends time in prayer, that is crucial in the development of the children as they form over time, as they develop friendships, who they develop friendships with, and so many different things that uh, that are just critical to the church accomplishing the mission that God gave us in the Bible. And so that's that's a huge part, and that's the main part. Uh, we, everything we do is focused around spreading the gospel, building that firm foundation in the lives of each of the children, developing those relationships, and surrounding them with people that want to pour into their lives based upon their life experiences and that type of thing. So that's by far the number one reason. You know, when we look at why it's so important for the local church, that is mission number one. Um, but there's a ton of other reasons. And Doing this as long as I have, and like you said, I, I volunteered in children's ministry for a long time before I eventually became a children's pastor, and I've seen so many of these things play out over time that it's it's kind of crazy how it happens over time. You wouldn't necessarily believe it, but one of the things is we look at how it allows people in the church who might not otherwise be involved in the church use their spiritual gifts, right? Whether it's teaching, whether it's uh, singing or doing worship songs or whether uh, um, they're just getting involved with arts and crafts and all the little things that, that get that go into children's ministry. Children's ministry allows people to use those spiritual gifts to develop those relationships in ways that they've been gifted by God. And so that's that's a huge part of, uh, of what we do. Um, and as part of that, we spend a lot of extra time with our with our children's ministry leaders, right? And we pour into them. We have an opportunity to train them. We have an opportunity to develop those relationships. And we've seen so many of those people move on in their faith to lead Bible studies, to become small group leaders, to become women's or men's ministry leaders, and, and step out after serving in children's area. Now, we're not saying that children's area is necessarily the stepping stone, like you have to start here and you're going to move into these different areas. But we do see a path there where people feel comfortable working with children and develop and start to own their own faith over time as they uh, develop those gifts. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things we can say, hey, we want to have children's stuff, children's ministry, but we don't, I feel like, value or emphasize as much as Jesus did. Because mm -hmm. at the time during the Gospels, I don't know, John, what your church looks like, but, uh, you know, the people are bringing little children to Jesus and the disciples were rebuking them. They're like, ah, oh, you know, he doesn't have time for the kids. And Jesus is like, uh, this is, this is, if you don't receive the kingdom like a child, you can't, you can't enter it. You right. need to become like a child. Right. He uses them as metaphors and illustrations, but also values them and loves them, and treats them as people made in the image of God, not soon to become important, but important at their own age right now. Right. That's just huge. It's huge to me. So yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. We have a we have a fairly robust children's ministry program at First Pres, and um, you know, we do stuff with them on Sundays, and then throughout the week, um, we have uh, Boys and Girls Club, which is essentially like a, like a Christian version of the Boys and Girl Scouts, and then um, 
you know, huge VBS program in the summertime. So mm-hmm. definitely see the value in that. Cool. All right. So Trevor, what's the goal of children's ministry? What's the goal? So the first and first and foremost, the goal is to to impart that faith to the children, right? And through many different programs, but to to share with them the truth of the Bible, you know, even at a, a very at a even at a very basic level. So just give you an example, our program that we use, we walk through the Bible, the entire Bible in a three year time period. We walk through it chronologically. And so we talk about some of those old tough lessons in the Old Testament. And you know, we make it appropriate for children, but at the same time, we point to how every story in the Old Testament has a shadow of Jesus in it and talks about the coming of the Savior and how it points back to him and start to give them, even at the kindergarten age level, first, second, third, fourth grade, that understanding of how the Old Testament ties into the New Testament, how everything talks about and ties back to Jesus so that they have that foundation. It's not just out of left field and these old stories and what's going on, but it's, it's hey, this is very intentional. This is God's Word. We know it's God's Word. We repeat that all the time. And we work on memorizing. We work on doing all those types of things. So the goal is to give children that well-rounded, base, firm foundation that they will have for the rest of their life, whether they sometimes fall away, whether they do different things, but that they would know Jesus and have that firm foundation and have multiple people in their lives, whether it's a Sunday school teacher they have in the second grade or the fifth grade or whatever, that they can always go back to and ask those questions to and have community with and develop relationships with that uh, that that will last a lifetime. Yeah, I think something I love that as a goal. We have a volunteer in our church named Dave Dobson. If I just last night picked up my kids from children's ministry during the week, we do there's different things we do for it. And uh, Dave has been serving in children's ministry for like forty something years, and he's like, I just saw a guy who, when he was a child. Uh, was there when he came to faith in Christ, and I got to pour into him. Now I get to—I didn't know he was coming to. He just started coming to our church. Now he's coming to our church, and I'm now get to disciple his kids, help disciple his kids. And it's like that's such a cool legacy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, yeah, it's like you know the goal is to make disciples, right? Preach the gospel, equip them, uh, you know, and and teach them what Bible God's word says. So right. good. Okay, so what does a quote unquote successful children's ministry look like, and how do you accomplish that? Because some people will will say, well, let's have our kids with us in worship service. Let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. There's different philosophies or, Hey, we got to have a separate thing or whatever right. it may be. So, so like, how do you accomplish a successful children's ministry? What does that, what does that look like? So a couple of different things. One, like you said, and like the Bible tells us, God values the children for who they are today, not who they will eventually become. Yeah. Like say that again. God values for the children for who they are today, not just what they will become in the future. Love it. And, and that's a huge part, right? The children, that accept God as their Lord and Savior, don't receive a different version of the gospel. They don't receive a different version of salvation. And we see so many incredible things working through uh, these children's lives. And that's what we're trying to to get to. And last night, a similar story with, uh, with Mr. Dave. His wife has been battling an illness lately, and she was able to come last night. And a couple of the fifth grade students that he has in his class had been making a couple presents for her. And the crazy thing is nobody knew she was coming last night until he texted me about an hour before the service and they were able to give her the gifts directly. And, and just the power behind that and just knowing that these kids, these fifth graders are praying for her and doing all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that we're looking for uh, to make a quote unquote successful children's ministry. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. And it's just, uh, it's incredible to see that happening. 
But yeah, one of the big ways when we see that we're having a successful children's ministry is, again, that relationship factor of, you know, one of the most successful things is not just somebody up there teaching a Bible story, doing a craft, doing an activity. Those things are all important. But the power comes behind seeing a Christian uh, lifestyle modeled for these children, right? And it's so important. We see it happening through, you know, small groups. We see it through friendships that are formed outside of um, outside of children's ministry, but with their teachers, with even in the early childhood rooms, developing relationships with people that love God, love the gospel, are dedicating their life to the gospel, and show that love and just have it pouring out of them into these children's lives, that's one of the most important things that we see. Um, so one of the other things that I love is um, when we look at a successful children's ministry, uh, and we've seen it over the years where <laughs> we talk about, you know, some people in the church just don't want kids in the worship center. They're noisy. They make you know noise and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that we've always seen, too, is through what we're trying to do, according to the Bible, is not just focusing on children's external behavior, right? So we want children to be respectful. We want them to... Um, to listen, to obey, to do all the things that they're supposed to do. But at the same time, we're not just focusing on their external behavior. The big thing that we gauge our success with is the internal heart of the children, right? Because kids are going to act out. Kids are crazy. We like to have fun. Uh I'm crazy. I'm basically a big kid. I love to have fun with the kids. I love to do the job that that God has me doing here. Um, But we focus on the internal heart of the kid, not just the external behavior. Because what we found is... When you focus on the internal heart, when you focus on relationship, when you focus on time with these children, time with these parents, time with families, when you are able to win their internal heart, the external behavior will follow. Yep. Right? It's the whole concept of, yeah, we tell people over and over again, don't fight, don't murder, don't do all these types of things. But if you focus on the first thing, which is don't hate. In your heart, don't even have those thoughts. Don't even be, and it, it's hard. It's it, We all struggle with it from time to time. But if you focus on not hating people, if you focus on not having uh, greed or different things in your heart, the external behaviors won't come with it. And that's what we focus on. We focus on the internal behaviors and trying to set that groundwork that will carry them through in their relationships and their families, their friends, all that type of stuff. Mm, I like it. Good, good, good. All right, so what is a children's or... Yeah, what does a children's ministry look like outside of a Sunday morning? So you, you think about Sunday, you know, we have a pretty robust children's ministry and uh, we have a whole half our building dedicated to <laughs> our kids. And I don't know, we got ton, tons of kids, which is great. Praise God for that. Right. We want that and mm-hmm. uh, brimming with life and tears sometimes, but that's worth it. <laughs> yeah, right. yep. But what does that look like outside of Sundays? So it's not just like a Sunday morning thing. How does How does the local church have a robust children's ministry outside of Sundays. Okay. So one of the big ways that we try and carry through what we're doing on Sunday mornings is equipping and engaging with parents. And we've done better at times with that. And we kind of go through seasons with that a little bit because there's so many different parents in so many different positions uh, in terms of what they're seeking. But we engage with parents because as much as I love to do my job, as much as I love to do a Friday fun night and have 50,000 Lego pieces on the floor and, and just hanging out with kids and doing that kind of stuff, there's only so much impact any of us as volunteers in the church can have with the children. Parents are in the unique role 
of having the greatest impact on the children's lives. And so one of the big things that we do is try and equip parents, work with parents, whether it's on a, um, a wholesale basis or with parents that might be struggling with certain things, and work with those parents to try and equip them so that they feel better prepared to have those discussions with their children, uh, to pray with them, to open a Bible and read a Bible story and talk to them about it. Uh, one of the big things that that we've started, we just started our Wednesday night program. So we talked about a midweek program. John, you talked about your, yeah. your church having that. Uh, so one of the big things is we're using a curriculum for that, but this year we're we're writing our own life application questions. Every child that came got a journal this past or a couple Wednesdays ago, and even for a second grader or fourth grader, there's life applica- application stuff that we want them to take from the Sunday school lesson, from this this Bible story, to apply in the lunchroom at school or at the playground at school, or if they're doing football or dance or whatever it is. We want them to take and look at, hey, what does it mean uh, to have self-control? Like one of the questions we just sent home last night is, what are the top five areas in your life that you have control over? Mm. And we want the kids to be thinking about, hey, I can control my time. I can control my speech. I can control these things that have not only an impact on my life and my heart and the way I think, but has an impact on people around me. And so we're through our Wednesday night program, trying to reach out to kids, get them thinking about those things at an early age. Uh, and then, yeah, just uh, focusing on that. And then some of the other stuff we do, um, yeah, there's just a million different things to engage with the families of our church. So we, we do some Friday fun nights where we get crazy. We've had a duct tape <clears throat> night and literally 10,000 rolls of duct tape and just like the, the church was a mess. But just fun nights where the kids are coming and we may have a 10-minute devotion out of a three-hour program just talking about why we're, why we're doing this. But at the same time, it's, a, it's an environment where kids feel welcome. It's an environment where they can build friendships and just have fun with their friends. And they can invite their friends from school or different events. And uh, it's, been, it's been great to see. And that's another pattern that we've seen over the years with um, children's ministry bringing so many new people into the church. Right, we see, we've seen a trend over time of people starting to come to our Friday fun nights, and then maybe they start coming to our Wednesday night <laughs> program, and then they start coming on Sundays, and then the next thing you know, their parents are coming, and, and it's incredible to see how through the life of a child, parents can start to see and start to question and be like, hey, what are they learning about? What are they talking about? And they start coming to church, and we've seen some incredible families get plugged into our church, and, and just been absolutely on fire because of their children wanting to come. Yeah. Which is awesome. Praise God. Yep. Yeah, engaging them outside of that. I know at times you guys also sometimes go to some of their events, which means a lot for kids oh, yeah. to show up at different things. Just, you know, impacting them, loving them, being there and, and doing things, right? Church isn't following Jesus and just done on Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, and helping the kids to see that. So. Yeah. And that's the fun thing, right? It's it's incredible when you go to, you see a kid every Sunday, you see a kid every Wednesday, but when you show up at their baseball field on a Tuesday night, they're just <laughs> like, you knew I played baseball. I was like, you know, I talked to your parents, right? Like, is it, it's cool. Like, yeah, they I thought you lived schedule. at the church. I thought you lived at the church. Yeah. And then you see the face of the parents when you go to a three-hour dance recital, and they're just like, "Dude, we don't even want to be here." <laughs> like, all right, maybe delete that. But, but no, but like, but seriously, it's like, hey, it's that's part of that building that relationship and just telling these kids, hey, we love you for who you are, and that's every every part of you. And so it's it's fun to do that stuff. Yeah, and it takes the whole church to do to do 
children's ministry well, right? We, you know, obviously need a lot of volunteers, but just, hey, this is an emphasis of the Lord, and this is also an emphasis of us. We mm-hmm. want to raise, you know, good children, and we want good, healthy families. On the foundation of the gospel, we want to equip parents. We invest in our kids, and hey, you, you also can have your kids poured into it, relationships at church and be discipled in these different aspects. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it takes the whole church. You know, we, it can't just be a part of the church. Like, oh, here's my separate things, you know. But it's like, man, no, this is a this is a huge emphasis of ours. So, yeah. What do you think, John? No, I, I think I think you're spot on. I think, you know, even, you know, we, we've got our, you know, Sunday morning covenant renewal services, and then we have, you know, men's group, women's group, children's ministry, all of that stuff. All of those different ministries, you know, are ministering to the entire family, like, you know, celebration services. Um, you know, you have your men's group who are, you know, encouraging men to truly lead their families well which will plug into leading their wives well, which will plug into leading their children's well. Like it's all interconnected. So, yep. Uh, we want a healthy gospel yeah. truth. Yep. And this all, all of life, all, all of Christ for all of life. So, yeah. amen. And that's huge. And, and one of the big things that we have been blessed to do is getting so many of the elderly people in our church engaged with children. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Right. So like Mr. Dobson, like I said, he had a, a, somebody here last night that he hadn't used 30 years ago. Right. And so the first time Mark brought him to me, I was just like, okay, I don't really know this guy, but, but he had a heart for God. And we have so many people that are involved and able to share their life experiences and and just love on these kids. And it's an incredible way, like I said, to take the whole church, bring everybody together in in, in one common goal. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Okay. So I want to pivot on this and get a little different question here. Why is it so important to protect our children, right? I think that's an easy an- question to answer in one sense, but you can look at things going on today and you can see the different things happening in churches and there's wolves in sheep's clothing. Yep. Uh, you know, this, this is, isn't a situation you can, we can't, you can't make one mistake. It, there's no, oops, oh, we didn't do this right. Oh, we didn't have this in, in a good standard. There, there isn't like, uh, you know, you can't assume these things. This is just really, really important to Jesus. It's really important to the Lord as we shepherd God's children, and it should be important to all of us. So, so how how do you do that? What processes and procedures do, do you have you put in place, or would you recommend putting in place to protect our kids? What does that look like? How do you do that well? And again, you can't have a mistake here. There is no do overs. This is this is this stuff that needs to be done really, really well with discernment and wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the one thing that you just constantly worry about. And it's like, hey, we turn it over to God, but it's like, man, what can we do in our part? And uh, yeah, I mean, one of the big things is we've been blessed in our children's ministry in our church to just see incredible growth, right? And that's awesome to see. But at the same time, it means you need more volunteers. It means you need more people involved in ministry. And and it's like, how do you balance that? And one of the things that I've always, maybe without saying it, but the one thing that I've always held firm to is we don't approach children's ministry and volunteers that want to volunteer from a beggar's posture. We don't say, Hey, we just, if you're a warm body, come help right. the children's ministry. We just, we've never taken that posture, even though at times it's put pressure on us because we need more and more volunteers to serve the, 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 the greater number of children's and families that are, that are coming to the church. So that's been the big thing is, Hey, we have probably an over the top, I'm a type A OCD kind of guy coming up in the corporate world. I worked in investigations. I saw some of the bad side of what happens in the world. And um, 
Yeah, so we have a very robust application process that people go through, asking questions about their faith, asking questions, asking for references, uh, do a full background check, and it's something that we take seriously. It's something that we we go through an interview process, and it's like, hey, that's great. You want to work with children. If you really want to work with them, you won't be uncomfortable answering any of these questions, right? And and there's things that come up in that process that sometimes we have to question. Doesn't you know? Everybody has mistakes that they've made in the past. And it doesn't mean you're disqualified from from ever serving in the church or serving with children. But at the same time, you know, there's also a conversation that can be had about it and say, hey, where did you did you grow from this? Where are you at with your walk in the Lord currently? Because if you're not in a place where you're receiving the word every day and in the word and, and living that life, uh, how are you going to pour into the children that you're going to be working with? Even as young as one or two years old, we want people to, to love the Lord, love that gospel and be willing to share it. Yeah, amen. So, so what we we have some good processes where anybody who comes to serve with children, youth, or any of those things needs to be first background checked. Mm-hmm. They have to fill out a uh, application, right? They do a short interview with you. Is that correct? Me or Sarah or Sarah, or, yeah. one of our other children, key yep. key leaders. Yep. Uh, and then upstairs we have uh, cameras. Yes. All the entrances, exits, in bathrooms, and all of that. Not in the bathrooms, but like in the, the door, the hallway. <laughs> yes. uh, we have a security guard that's up here because most of the volunteers and people are in classrooms. So anybody, yep. you can't just walk through the yep. hallway where you got to have uh, protection there. No one can get through unless they have a pass. Yeah, we have somebody that's just making sure the kids stay where they're supposed to stay and that nobody can come in the building or at least get to the areas that we are in the building um, without at least being approached. Yep. Yeah. And that's a, that's a processes that we have. Right. Yep. And these are procedures. Yeah. It's even little things. Like you said, the cameras help, uh, having windows into the classrooms, having, you know, uh, glass in the doors, just so you're able to see what's going on in the classroom at every given time. We've got all kinds of procedures in place when it comes to, uh, you know, one person is not allowed in the room at a time with, with children. There's always a two person role. I mean, there's a million different things. And, and the good thing is there's a ton of good resources out there that can help put these processes and procedures in place. And yeah, some of it, sometimes when I talk to people and start to put them through the application process, they get a little defensive and be like, is this all really necessary? Like you said, if it helps us from even having one incident, then all this stuff is worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. we want to watch watch over our kids, right, and guard them, and and uh, take the take that responsibility seriously. So, okay, great. Anything else you want to add, Trevor? No, I think it's it's just great. Like I said, I've been a part of Lakes for an incredibly long time. I've loved working with you, and it's it's awesome to be at a place that sees the value of the children's ministry and and is so willing to invest in it, uh, whether from a, a space, just having a beautiful space in, the, in, in this building, uh, to just the resources that we need and volunteers and training and all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's wonderful to see that investment that we're making into children. So yeah, it's been, been an absolute pleasure to serve the God here. Good. Praise God. Yeah. Every local church, right. It should be, absolutely. you know, unless you're in a retirement community in Florida or something, <laughs> but, but even then we care for the children. Um, uh, that should be one of the, you know, it's all nations and, non, and all generations. We want to let the little children come to Jesus. So, all right, let me sign off here. Uh, Stream Roots is a production of Barnabas Ministries. You can learn more at Barnabas Ministries, mi.org. That's Barnabas Ministries, mi.org. If you find this podcast helpful, we encourage you to subscribe and leave a review and maybe rate the podcast or tell a friend. It allows us to get God's word out to more and more people, and we'd be grateful if you did. 
We release an episode every Monday morning, Stream Roots drawing deep from the living water of God's Word.